can't do that, Claire. I live next door. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Shannon Chalakian. And to... <laughs> my name, my name has so many syllables. Shannon Chalakian. Wow. It really does. Yeah, it's really hard to say well. Anyway, <laughs> this was just to avoid Brennan screwing up the intro like he always I know. does. Um, today, we are talking about Boy Next Door. But first, 10 word reviews. So, Brennan, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> Do you have any this time? No, I've been watching a whole bunch of TV, but there's no point in reviewing it. Okay, that's fair. All right, here are my 10 word reviews. X-Men, chintzy fun, a decent pilot for better things to come. X2, X-Men United, contains every possible on-screen crush for a blossoming young teen. And American Psycho 2, All-American Girl. Oh my god. A totally incomprehensible Mila Kunis death carnival. Oh. It was was kind of fun. That's wonderful. Also, I forgot that X2 has like a sub- headline yeah me too i found it on on imdb and i was like oh is that i guess people don't know that x2 stands for x-men 2 all the time oh yeah i thought we just knew x2 x-men united um yeah so i've been watching well the tv shows i've been watching i've been watching winona erp which is really really good it's by the same showrunner as some of my other favorite canadian tv shows um, i.e all of them because i think there's like two showrunners in canada probably yeah they all use the same actors and actresses anyway it's like it's like britain um and then i've also been watching person of interest which doesn't get good until the third season so gentle viewers just skip till then <laughs> um yeah that's pretty much it cool yeah so the boy next door <laughs> oh boy okay as usual our discussion will contain spoilers uh, let's get into the plot first, and then we'll hear Shannon's uh, That's a good wistful idea. sighing. That's a good idea. <laughs> okay. Jennifer Lopez stars as Claire Peterson, a high school literature teacher struggling to get back in the dating game after separating from her cheating husband. When handsome and charismatic 19-year-old Noah moves in next door, Claire has a moment of weakness that leads to an extremely intense and intimate night together. Noah's attraction quickly turns into a dangerous, violent obsession, forcing Claire to her limits as she protects her world from being torn apart. Also, uh. even the ad copy makes it super clear that he's 19 years old. He's 19. He's in her high school class, but he's 19. Please listen to us. Yeah, just so that they, they get out of the whole, like, underage scandal. Uh-huh. Even though there's still a scandal because he's still her student. It's not as bad. Oh, my God. Anyway, so as we go into our discussion, we write scariness, one to five screams, campiness, one to five perms, gore, one to five severed limbs, and quality, one to five unlucky stars. Brennan, why don't you start? We all know that you and I both have a lot to say about this movie in we general. We do. I'm so excited for this. Okay, uh, just a very, very brief bit of background. Um, the Boy Next Door is a Blumhouse movie that came out last year in January. And you saw it in theaters, right? I did see it in theaters. Yeah, and then I didn't see it. And Obviously. You, well, I didn't see it because it looked bad. And then, it did. And then it you did came look home. Bad. That's what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> but you came home and you were so excited. You were like, this, that was so great. Well, you didn't say it was so great. You just said, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, there's a difference between great and favorite. Yeah. It's very... But 
It's a very small difference, but it's yeah. a difference non- nonetheless. It ended up in my top 10 list of twenty four or 2015. Very low on the top 10 list, mind you. Like, right. I do have a brain and a heart and but a soul. But you talked about it so much. And so this is like a year of comeuppance yeah, for this movie. And th- yeah, this is like what I said last time. Like, this podcast has just been a like a long-form con to get you to watch The Boy Next Door, oh. which is one of the few movies in the past two years that I bought on DVD the day it came out. Oh my god. Did was, you really? Yeah, it was that and Deadpool, I think, cuz I am 13 years old. That's awesome. Anyway, uh scariness. I gave it 1 out of 5 screams cuz let's not pretend. Me too. Not yeah. scary. No, okay. Like this movie um it's very questionably a horror movie cuz it's like an erotic thriller or whatever. But in the, the in the end, look, the end takes place in a burning barn. And has all kinds of like crazy gore and it's set up like a horror movie. So I'm going to count it and we'll get to that. Just the end scene though. Just the end scene. And it's Mm -hmm. the entire movie. I'm going to say this now. The entire movie is so rapey. It's so rapey and stalkery and obsessy. Like at one point you just expect him to like chain her to his radiator so that he can like return to her every night. Like it's super creepy. But female power, she prevents that from happening. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Sorry. Just let me. Yeah. One more thing. Go ahead. This movie's not scary, and I'm aware of that. It's like a mildly gory J. Crew catalog. It's like <laughs> it's like a Blumhouse version of the Stacy's Mom music video. Like it's not a scary movie. That's true. Yeah, you know, I give it one out of five. It wasn't scary. You knew it was happening. It was very predictable. Um, if anything, I was just mad that things were happening that you knew were gonna happen. You know. So yeah, but well, let's move on to campiness. So, Which is where the real fun is to be had. Honestly, but I'm still gonna vote it one out of five because it's not Aww. like it's not traditionally campy. It's oh just my god, like, who cares about traditions? You got to break through the boundaries of society, Shannon. Okay. Anyway, so um, like m- the campiest part about this entire movie is just the dialogue. Like the writing for this movie is god awful, and they have no like they have no conversational chemistry. Like any anyone. Which is pretty cool. Anyone. And um, John Corbett keeps saying her name over and over and over again. Like in every sentence, he's like, Claire, let me inside. Claire, can I hang out on your couch? Claire, can I take <laughs> Kevin to camp? Like Claire, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I get it. Her name's Claire. Also, the it. phrase see the light of day is said by like every character in this movie. Like, this will never see the light of day. <laughs> I know. I know. And they're supposedly in L.A. It looks, it looks kind of like Culver City-ish or something. Yeah. But she can drive to San Bernardino in a day, which I know this is starting to sound like a Californian sketch, but that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then also it rains for like a series of days, like three days straight, a whole weekend. Got and pretty I'm wet like, down here. I know. I was like, no, that doesn't happen. Where are you right now? There, yeah. there. It's it's a uh, oh okay. It's magical realism, Shannon. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> um, I gave this movie three out of five perms. Okay. Because this is why I like this movie so much. First of all, Kristen Chenoweth is in this movie, which gives you like a full star just for her being there. Yeah, like the fact that Christ she uh for those of you who are only into horror movies, Kristen Chenoweth is a Broadway star from the likes of. Wicked and being Kristen Chenoweth. And yeah, she's probably one of the most prevalent crossover stars. Like she, mm-hmm. she was in Pushing Daisies. Yeah, people know her, and she was in Glee. And oh yeah, yeah. She was in a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, that this is just a nonsense movie. Everything happens. Nothing so makes much. sense. It just um, the there's like this weird undercurrent of cookies as a metaphor for sex, where like um. <sighs> 
It opens with Christian Chenoweth and uh, whatever the hell Jennifer Lopez talking about her husband cheating. And he said in an email he sent to his his lover, he said she smelled like chocolate chip cookies. And then there's chocolate chip cookies in like every scene. It's like the Godfather when yeah. there's oranges and people die. It's like if there's cookies, well, someone's going to sniff their fingers and then someone's going to talk about sex. Honestly, because there was one point where like there was a plate of cookies and one was like partially eaten and you it like was insinuated that it was eaten by Noah. And so she just like grabs the cookie and like smells it and then says no. Like it's some metaphor for like, you know, denying her. Yeah, denying her urges. In, uh, it's, okay. it's basically like uh, everyone in this movie is like cookie monster after coming home from rehab. Yeah. Um. Here comes the ranty part. She is 20 years this boy's senior and knew that from the get-go. Like, I thought they were playing it like you didn't know how old he was, you know? Because he looks like he could be 28. Uh-huh. He probably is 28. I will um, look that up while you're talking. Okay. Um, but no, straight from the get-go, it's like Uncle Bob comes out and is like, oh, his parents died. He's 19. He's going to be in your class. And she's like, oh, cool. Let me have sex with him. Well... Uh, she, I mean, she resists and she says no, and he still he he proceeds even though she says no, which is not okay. Learn about consent. Yeah, no. For the record, this is not okay, and nor do I agree that that is. A- he is twenty eight. Is he? He's actually yeah. twenty eight. Bam! I knew it. Oh God. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, consent is very important in real life, but this movie is about a uh, a woman giving into a fantasy that turns really bad. Yeah. It. <sighs> Yeah. Um, like, it's fiction, and that's why it's not as weird for me. Yeah, that's fine. But it's still... Don't, and, don't do that. And it's what's-his-face, so... Oh, yeah, I love Ryan Guzman. Yeah. Um, Gore. We'll get there. Gore. Um, wait, real quick. Yeah. There's a part where she's investigating the murder of his parents, or we don't know it's a murder, but she goes up to San Bernardino for her stupid little day trip and comes right. home before nightfall because we're in a f- fantasy land. <laughs> And um, she finds the the minivan that's just sitting there, the one that's wrecked from last year. Mm-hmm. And she f- she had found a file on his computer that had these plans for a 2006 minivan. And so she asked the detective, is this a 2006 minivan? And he's like, why, that's exactly what it is. It's like, no, that's not exactly what it is. That is a very broad right. generalization. Exactly. Like, was this made in 2006? Probably. Uh, it's, it's not like she asked if it was like a like a Chrysler Sonata, you know? Yeah. I know cars. <laughs> Uh, a Chrysler Sonata? Yeah. No. A uh, Chrysler's fifth Sonata. It was uh, uh, covered by Bach. Uh, I'm trying to be the classical radio station. Okay. W- what's your so Gore, score, um, I'm going to give it a two out of five only because there was this one scene. Mm-hmm. So this entire movie, no, there's no gore. Like you see blood once on Vicky and a little bit on like the face of Garrett when he's captured. But the kicker is she takes J-Lo, Jenny from the Block, takes um, an EpiPen and stabs it through his eye, right? Which, which is, is great. Which is great. Especially because for the, for the whole scene before, Shannon knows that this EpiPen is in J-Lo's pocket. Yeah. And she keeps screaming at her like, stab him in the neck! Stab him in the <laughs> neck! And when she grabs it and stabs him just straight up at the hell in the eye, Shannon's like, yeah! You did it! You took <laughs> it was, above and beyond, girl. I know. I'm I was like, that is so much better than I expected. Except, Extra credit. Except, first of all, um, EpiPens don't work in the way... Well, like, okay, so they keep using it like it's a knife. Like, they keep, like, like hitting it and having the, the needle come out, which you're not supposed to do unless it's compressed. Oh, yeah. You know? So they it's don't know how... It's supposed to come out, like, in their leg. Yeah, so they don't know how an EpiPen works. And then also, 
when they sh- like when she, she shanks it shank you i would like to when, shank you. i would like to shank you when she shanks it in, in his eye and she engages it right mm-hmm. the engagement is supposed to automatically pump pump epinephrine into that area so he should be dead like instantaneously uh, have you seen his abs he's a superhuman <laughs> obviously so um uh but yeah no so so but then it gets better because she she puts it in his eye he pulls it out is still alive for some reason but then she decides to put her thumb into his eye it's the it's crazy gory for yeah, this movie but the thing that i noticed right at that moment was like this isn't this gore doesn't fit the rest of the movie you know like no like, like the, the third act is like full tilt into blumhouse horror when the rest of the movie just totally isn't yeah i think they tried to, to make it as like a creepy rom-com and then they're like oh let's market this as a horror movie let's just mm-hmm. make one final scene and just like fix it all which um, honestly is what sold me on this movie <laughs> i know i know but now that i'm realizing like with the art of horror like if you wanted to make a solid horror film which not everyone wants because it's really funny when you have just like one bar scene at the end uh-huh. but if you want to make like a full tilt hor- horror it has to have like the same like a flow to the gore oh absolutely you know which um is exciting to me um and they did not have <laughs> so also a uh, quick sidebar what the hell is her son allergic to because <laughs> allergist no gotta go he, see the allergist yeah he has an EpiPen because he goes into anaphylactic shock like all the time yeah he just um, gets worked up and then no well he no she tells a story about him getting stung by bees and going into anaphylactic shock right so he's clearly allergic to bees probably to a lot of stuff but at one point he's hitting a boxing bag and he just goes into an allergic reaction and I'm like is this was this boxing bag covered in like bee pollen or something like I don't understand what's going on Right. One would assume that he just started hyperventilating, right? But that's isn't that that's asthma. He doesn't have yeah, like a Yeah, exactly. A, he didn't an have exactly. Also, um this kid has to be like super allergic cuz he has like a holster for his epi- EpiPen. You know, people usually mm. just like keep it in you know, like your bag or whatever. He has a holster, which is interesting. Um but yeah, so he gets like worked up and then the automatic reaction is to, like go find his EpiPen and stab him with it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was kind of that was kind of scary, too, because like when he started with the EpiPen, Ugh. he engaged the needle and was like kind of like tracing it over his heart before he before someone in the back. Someone in the back was like, put it in his leg. Yeah, Someone we literally <laughs> never see. Could have been the director. Yeah, it could have been anyone was just like, put it in his leg. And he just like puts it in his leg and then he's OK. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh, so funny. Yeah, so funny. You're right. Like the gore does not ramp up until the very end, until yeah. Christian Chenoweth, like a comet pulled from orbit, gets oh, stabbed in no. the neck off screen. May I add? Yeah. But and the last like, scene, burning barn scene, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's classic. She comes out of a nonsense. closet like like it's part of Halloween. <laughs> just like comes out. She comes out of the closet just like everybody on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a bad joke? Uh, it was a great joke. I don't know. Uh, let's talk about quality, not the quality of that joke I just made. The no. quality of the movie. Yes. Uh, let's hear what you have to say, Shane. Okay, I'm gonna give it a two out of five. I'm not gonna watch this again, um, but mostly just because it just like makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, like, I, I knew what I was going. It's a stalker film. Like, I knew what yeah. I was get, getting into, and it definitely could have been worse. I've seen worse, you know. So this is like definitely like softcore stalkerish. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's like a reverse Fatal Attraction, like right. that whole story, but from a female perspective, right? Which I've totally seen, so I totally know what you're saying. Sorry, that's okay. We need to talk. We need to see that, I guess. Um, but yeah, so but I, I mean, there were parts of it I enjoyed, so which we will get into. That's good. I'm very glad. Yeah. 
Um, I'm gonna give it three out of five unlucky stars because I'm I'm not kidding myself. This is a great film. Right. I really really enjoy it. Right. Um. Here here's what happened. Blumhouse had their little their little Cupid aiming an arrow at their demographic, which is like what thirteen to seventeen year old girls, I think, for most of their movies, which is interesting. Um. Really. Oh, totally. Look, they made Gem and the Holograms. Right. I knew, um, I knew about that. They made Boys ne- The Boy Next Door. Okay. But all their horror movies, their biggest fans are girls, as far as I can tell, from Twitter and everything. Way to go! Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, but I think that's their demographic, as far as I can tell. At, at least that's who I'm seeing talking about their stuff, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. Also, Cassidy's totally not listening to this, but Cassidy is super into Blumhouse, and I'm like, you're, you're a leader for our times. Um, anyway. Uh, so they were aiming at that demographic. Totally missed. Hit me right in the face. I'm the only <laughs> one. Um, You're not the only one. I mean, you can see a lot of Ryan Guzman, including his bare ass, in this movie. So some it's not... someone was sold on this movie. Yeah. Which I was gonna say. I actually really like that reversal, that Fatal Attraction reversal. Um, Ryan Guzman. Okay. Uh, do you remember? Back when people were watching the first Transformers because they didn't know that it was going to be awful or right. the whole franchise was yeah. going to be awful, when Megan Fox is like leaning over the car. Super hot, yeah. And she's super hot and all objectified by Michael Bay. This does that to dudes, and I'm so into that. Yeah. Not just because Ryan Guzman is super attractive. Right. But I love that kind of reversal where... Um, yeah, she's definitely looking at him. Yeah, it's the female gaze. He's being objectified. I That... Is a political statement, no matter yeah, what. It's not done super well, though, because it's not very consistent. Like, No, it's not. You know? But he just gets Megan Fox, and I appreciate any movie yeah. that does that and isn't, like, super ridiculous about how it treats its women. Yeah. And <laughs> this isn't... This is one of those things that's, like, hovering right on the dotted line between good and bad, but that I appreciate. Right. The DVD menu on this movie, it's, just, it's so 1998. It's just the poster and, like play scene selection special features that's it yes, nothing's folks, going on we reviewed it's the whole movie bones. the whole movie not just the movie itself We're holistic movie but everything reviews. oh my gosh and let me tell about, tell you about the commentary no i didn't watch that. holistic horror coming mm-hmm. to you straight from scream 101 anyway um this movie when i went into it i kind of assumed it was pg-13 so the parts that were r-rated i was like hell yeah so right it was more of like an expectation thing where i w- had very low expectations and it exceeded them tremendously right yeah let's talk about that real quick the sex scene is so good it's really it's like, like i mean you don't see anything no but i think i don't think it's particularly well shot i guess it's not but it commits to what the it hell does. it's doing and also it shows it really again it shows like the man doing a lot of the work which is also kind of um rebellious uh-huh you know because we were talking about the female gaze and also you just you see him and he's going for like he he's got a oh, he's pulling everything out of his bag of tricks you know mm-hmm. um and jayla's just kind of there taking it which again <laughs> she said no so we're gonna get back to that real quick before i get back to like okay like he was he was really pulling out the stops so way to go it's also interesting that later later when you see that um he the main character ryan guzman's character noah is um banging like her son's romantic romantic partner interests interest girl um you see that she's she's doing the work and he's like uninterested which kind of like goes to show even further that this is just like a ploy to him uh-huh you know but yeah no that scene it's that there's no 
there is nudity in the film. Like you do, you see Ryan Guzman's butt, and you see that blonde chick's boobs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's Jennifer Lopez. They with what? I'm sure they got her for a song because she produced this movie, and she was like, "Look, if I'm showing my boobs, you gotta pay me way more." Right. But the thing is, they do literally everything they can without showing like actual nudity. It was actually pretty good that it's, way. It's like, yeah. It's really like erotic in a really weird way yeah um and i appreciate that and also the lighting scheme in this movie is crazy go nuts like they keep cutting to this exterior shot at nighttime of the two houses next door to each other and which is kind of halloweeny like yeah. the way that they've got like there's this crazy like turquoise light on the house and this like pink light on the tree and then when we cut to him being evil in his house there's this green like lighting like he's in jigsaw's lair it's redonkulous and i just appreciate how insane this movie is all right let's get on to our favorite part yeah champion dialogue champion dialogue okay so why don't you go ahead and start okay uh my favorite line is a line that's already become a classic because even though nobody saw this movie this was featured in the trailer uh it's one of the many many lines and scenes that objectifies baked goods and here it is. Do you want to take a cookie for the road? I love your mother's cookies. I just, that line is so ridiculous. It's so, it's such a 12-year-old thing to say. Especially because he's staring at her, like, as he's saying it. Yeah. So it kind of adds. Like, it's not even like a coy, like, I love your mother's cookies, and, like, only she can get it. He's, like, making sure that she gets it, you know? Yeah, it's, like, this is for people who think that Warren's song, Cherry Pie, is, like, poetry <laughs> oh god yeah well, i just love that line so much shannon what's yours uh so mine is from vicky who is the best friend played by Kristen chenoweth uh-huh. who is a vice principal at the school and also is trying to help her friend she's like the brutal best friend you know she's like you gotta get out of there you gotta get on with your life you gotta you know go be your own person you know the, the kind of best friend that i hope to be every once in a while <laughs> and um so j-lo is out on a she's supposed to be out on a date and she's like i don't even know what to do on a date and she's like it's so funny because she's talking to kristen chenoweth and then it, sh- it cuts to a scene where the date is with kristen chenoweth because it's know? a double date it's a double date but, although but, like, everyone talk- should be consider themselves lucky if they're sitting yeah. at a table with kristen chenoweth but it's funny because because they're they're talking as she's walking into the restaurant and then oh, yeah. they're sitting down maybe you she's know in the bathroom Okay, maybe. Otherwise, she's just saying... She's, like, saying this in front of the guy. That would be great. That would be hilarious. Okay, anyway, so Kristen Chenoweth says... So, J-Lo asks, uh, like, I I haven't been on a date in a long time. What what even should I do? And Kristen Chenoweth says this. Three things. One, laugh a lot. Two, take off your wedding ring. Three, give him head. What? Kidding. Just get here. Pronto. Which is honestly really good advice. Oh, my God. But... I'm not going to agree with you, but okay. No, it's such a fun <laughs> line. And it, it tickled you so much. It did. It was great. Um, but first, before we move away from champion dialogue, I want to share a personal champion dialogue from Shannon while we were watching this movie. And she actually has one from me, I too. I do. I do. So this is a super special segment of uh, on, on the dialogue. couch with Shannon and Brennan. Okay. So there's a scene where Noah's beaten up this kid who was bullying the son. And it's a whole thing because he's mad that the mom maybe slept with the dad. It's a whole whatever. He's just angry and testosterone And so he's beating up this guy. He's beating him up. And Shannon's like, Jesus Christ. Love his pants, though. 
<laughs> Which is true. They we were had, great. They were awesome orange pants. They had the cutest little like little sailor boy, little Lord Fauntleroy outfits all the time. He had elbow patches on a sweater. Yeah, he looks like a professor. He's like a, a you know, like a really cute professor. Maybe they're trying to age him up. Yeah, honestly. Um, and so I have one for Brennan. Okay, wh- what was mine? So we were watching the sex scene and uh, Ryan Guzman does this thing where he like, he essentially like he bends down and he picks JLo up. Yeah, like, her legs are wrapped around him. He's standing up and holding her while she's making out. Right. It's like the notebook thing. Yeah, which Brennan and I both agreed is, like, not really achievable in yeah, real life. it's physically impossible. Yeah. And so then he says, that's how you get workers comp. <laughs> <laughs> to which, <laughs> it's just, like, it, that insinuates so much. It insinuates that you're having sex on, on a job. It insinuates that at this job you've gotten hurt. And it also insinuates that you filed a form that says... <laughs> That you need workers comp because you got injured having sex on the job. Like, I'm just imagining that whole thing and it is so funny to I'm me. I'm so sorry. No, it's so great. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So. Favorite scene. Uh, favorite character. Favorite character. Vicky. I don't even yeah, need to explain Yeah, obviously. That's really easy. Yeah. And my favorite character. This was just tough for me. I just picked Allie, who's the blonde girl who um, Kevin, the, J-Lo's son, really wants to get with because he keeps calling her the most beautiful girl in the world like no, he, the, yes, she's the prettiest girl at school yeah it's just just like not original whatsoever oh not at all no um they just um i think the way they wrote this script is they got like those mo- like you know those those magnets that have like words and phrases on them it's just they just got the movie script version of those magnets and, and just kind of rearranged them, yeah. them oh yeah but yeah she so so much wants to get with uh, Kevin's friend Noah who's our sexy Ryan Guzman and I do not blame her but so she does oh my god yeah her way of getting with him is like by getting with Kevin yeah she like it's like this weird sexual blackmail thing where she's like oh I'll go with you to the fall spring spring fall dance yeah um, and she's just like winking at Noah in the background and yeah. somehow this is how you it's like reverse wingmanning, I guess. It's super strange. Yeah, I don't know. Especially because he like walks up at one point and he's like, hey, I'm Noah. I'm Kevin's friend. And then he walks away. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. I guess I'll talk to Kevin. Right? Okay. Like he's got hot friends. He must be good for something. Uh, all right. So favorite scene. Okay. My, Mine's different than yours. Okay, but I, I agree with yours. Okay. My favorite scene is noah gets our claire a little present this okay wait early on in their flirtation before you go on okay this sold the movie for me yes i was i actually have that written down in my notes it just says shannon is in yes it honestly like this happened and i it's baffling because she teaches the classics the classic literature and they're doing a whole series on homer and the iliad so he shows up with this little like hardbound book that it gives her, and she's very like, ornate, mm-hmm. and it just says the Iliad in like gold cart- uh, yeah. gold calligraphy on the front. Yeah. And she's, she flips it open. She's like, "Oh my god, this is a first edition copy of the Iliad." Which is how okay. So that 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 line, like the this is a first edition, has happened in several movies. It happened in the Holiday. It happened in lots of movies. Okay, it's like a classic. Um, you know, like, oh, it got a gift, but it's a book. Oh, books are lame. Oh, it's a first edition. Oh, it's important. You know, like, whatever. But it's the Iliad. Yeah, and it's this stupid little hardcover book that's, like, paperback size. And I was like, 
is it in the original Greek? Is that what you're saying? Like, it's no, the first it was, edition? The thing is, the Iliad started off as an oral tradition. <sighs> it wasn't originally printed. Right. And it's not... If it Like, the first printing was probably on, like, papyrus scrolls or something. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's like, oh, I got you a first edition of the Bible. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh, man. It's the stupidest scene. I love it so much. I got you a first edition of the Rosetta Stone. Yeah, exactly. It's nonsense. Oi. Oi. Okay. So, my favorite scene, other than that scene, because that scene was hilarious, mm-hmm. Um was the the car swap scene um where like so oh, yeah so vicky vicky is gonna help help our uh um, j-lo jenny from the block she's gonna help her uh get away from ryan guzman somehow and her way of doing it is getting into her weird uh cadillac or go, getting to j-lo's cadillac station wagon and then like zipping through cars like only kristen chenoweth would like she that's how i can small. imagine she can she fit is. between them so she's zipping through cars and so he and his huge truck is like also zipping through cars um and then he gets to a point where he can't really zip further so he just ends up like kind of getting parked like parallel adjacent to the car to the station wagon and that's when he notices that it's kristen chenoweth and so then he just takes his car and just bulldozes <laughs> over the median and turns his car around and streamlines home and so that was the first time that I thought that like this, it was kind of getting a little clever, um, and that it also leads to him killing Kristen Chenoweth, which sucks. I but know. it was an interesting scene. Yeah, it's 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 just totally bonkers. Also, he drives his car so fast and so well. He's like the Danica Patrick of like sexy movie characters. Yes. Um, it's anyway, a nice truck. What? It's a nice truck. It is a nice truck. Anyway, let's move on to our games. Games. Uh, I feel weird about these games. I'm not sure that you are going to do super well with them, so I'm just going to... That's gonna... okay. Let's just do it anyway. Okay. This game is called There Goes the Neighborhood. Um, so basically, I found a whole bunch of movies about houses because this is the boy next door. Mm-hmm. So basically, all of these movies talk about like a location, like a specific location in a neighborhood. Um, so I'm going to tell you who lives in this house that the movie title talks about, and you have to guess what the movie title is. Okay. Is, I'm not totally certain you've seen all these movies, and I'm, in fact, I'm certain you haven't seen some of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with my hardest ones and get easier and easier as we go along. That's nice of you. Um, we're just going to try it out, and I'm going to give you ample clues because I don't want to be mean. Okay. Okay. Our first uh, house in the neighborhood is occupied by Stephen and Evelyn Price who are played by Jeffrey Rush and Famke Janssen. Famke Janssen, whatever her name is. Jean Grey. Right. Uh, house on the Hill. Actually, it's the House on Haunted Hill. So yeah. I'm sure you Pretty just close. threw out a thing, but you're sort of right. Pretty close. <laughs> okay, number two. This house is occupied by the Calling Woods. Calling? Are those two words or one word? One word, Collingwoods. Oh, Collingwoods. That's an awful last name. Um, uh, uh, let me let me think of something else. The neighbors. I don't. I don't know. I'm just. Wes Craven directed it. Oh, uh, last last house on the left. Yes. Yay. Um, number three, Max Thoreau lives in this house, but also in the neighborhood is Jennifer Lawrence. Winter's Bone. Oh. Uh. Uh. 
Oh, I know what this movie is, but I also don't remember the name of it. Wasn't okay. wasn't no that no an Olsen sister was in a different movie. Okay, I'll give you the first two Kay. words. The house. The house at the end of the street. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yay. All right, we're getting there. And my final one. Okay. Uh, this house is occupied by Eric Slater. Mm, mm. And his mother, Mrs. Uh, Slater. Uh. Oh. 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 House in Sorority Row. Yeah. Yay! That's where that I got house that is. one. Woo! I'm so glad. Actually, I didn't do too bad. No, you you got all the answers. Yay! Uh, look, I I had to be ample with my clues because that game was too hard. That's okay. I understand. Because I, I know you haven't it. seen most of those things. Yeah, I appreciate it. But I just thought that was a fun idea. Good. Anyway, let's move on to our final statements, our recommendations. Uh, Shannon, what do you recommend to people who agree with you about this movie? I recommend an equally awful movie. Perfect. But also just as lovable. Uh, Gem in the Holograms. It also stars Ryan Guzman, mm-hmm. and it is not a horror film. Although it's also it by was, Blumhouse. It was a horror film to the Blumhouse. Uh, Productions, um, because it made zero dollars. Because it made negative zero dollars, they lost money in it. So yeah, that was real embarrassing. It doesn't matter. It's so good though. Like the songs are so good. I want to watch it again. Why don't you own it yet? It's still fifteen dollars. I'm gonna find it on Amazon for cheaper. And yeah, buy I'm it. waiting for it to just tank. I'm it sh- sure it should. it's coming. Like, everyone any hates day now. it unless everyone loves it like us, and it should have just gone straight to DVD. Because that makes sense. Anyway, yours. Uh, mine's actually very similar in that it got, I think it got the second worst box office of 2015 right after Gem and the Holograms. Minions. Uh, oh, Minions made over a billion dollars. Of course it did. It's one of the Ugh. most profitable movies in history. It's awful. I know. Um, anyway, uh, every year or so, I like to throw my weight behind a movie that nobody really likes. <laughs> It's We Are Your Friends, starring Zac Efron. It's oh, not a horror movie. That's I right. kind of going out on a limb for this one. But I don't, it's not a great movie. It's a 6 out of 10 movie at best, but it's way better than it gets any credit for. Uh, it's Zac Efron's best performance, which is also not a high bar. But Wes Bentley and John Berenthal are also in it. They're really good. It's got some really interesting editing techniques. Awful title. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but I just think that people should at least... Give it a second thought, if not actually watch it. Give peace a chance. Like, it didn't deserve the bombing that it received. Yes, it did. With that title? That is not a catchy title. It's not even a horror film. If it was a horror film, it would be fine. But because it's not, and it's just some indie film, and it's We Are Your Friends, like, ugh. Get a better title. Shannon's like, I already got friends. I don't need you. Yeah, you could just call it Zac Efron movie, and Brendan and I would definitely go see that immediately. Mm -hmm. So... Anyway, uh, as for the clue that we did last week, next week we are finally watching Twitch at the Death we Nerve. We hope. We hope. Which we have promised two times before. So We uh, we almost like, I, I have half a mind just to watch it now just so that we've watched it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, need to, we need to get on that. Yeah. I'm going to just say, if we don't watch Twitch at the Death Nerve, we will have to watch something real bad. Um, Monos the again. The Gaze. <gasps> the Gaze. Mm. Brennan got this movie because he he reviews movies, and so someone sent him a movie, and it's called The Gaze. It's a screener copy of a film called The Gaze by a director named W. E. Slot. No, wait, no, that's wrong. Sorry, keep going. Um, and we played the first two minutes, and then Brennan goes, "Nope," and just 
just ejects it. Honestly, it was like the first 45 seconds. It was yeah. garbage. So if we miss our date for a Twitch of the Death Nerve, we're going to watch The Gaze and tell you about it. That like I The reason I didn't throw that DVD away is that I kept it in case I need to punish myself. Really? <laughs> That's actually That's why great. I kept it. I kind of want to watch it anyway. Oh, God. I know. Anyway, here's the clue for our episode two weeks from now. If we were covering the upcoming remake of our next film, it might be the most disliked podcast of all time. I get, yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Anyway, if you have a guess to that clue, um, if you just want to hang out, want to talk to us about The Boy Next Door, if you watched it on my recommendation and love me for it. If you want to stalk us, but not in a creepy way, Mm -hmm. come talk to us. Find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, via Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars. Five stars. Uh, give us five stars like you would the Minion movie if you watched it. No. <laughs> give us five stars for a real reason. All right. Peace out. And we'll be playing you out with Whispering by Alex Clare from the Boy Next Door soundtrack. Whispering, whispering. Whispering, whispering as I pass myself down on my knees Whispering, 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 whispering as I fall through the low trees Oh shoot, what's the word? Oh, give me a sec Just, oh dear lord Just hold on Put it on pause What is that word? Context clues? Give me a second. It's gone. It went away. It flew away on little wings. I bet it's like a 15 point word, right? No, it's a phrase. It's. It's, it's coming. It's coming. Let me help you. Phrase for what? No, like. Like a, like, like a movie that. Uh, for, for after the credits, I'm just going to put. The this expanse the spans it took you to figure out magical realism. Oh god. That's so embarrassing. That took me so long. It's not embarrassing. It's so hot, my brain's cooking. It's very hot. Can we turn the fan on? Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs>